Hare Krishna, Sanchikal Patrubhyas Chakrita Sindhubhyabha Chapatitanam Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha. So we are resuming Canto 11, Chapter 20. Today we start with text number uh, 31. Um, last week, text 29 and 30, described how bhakti itself completely purifies the heart. Uh, when an intelligent person engages in constantly worshipping me through loving devotional service as described by me, his heart becomes fully situated in me as all material desires within the heart are destroyed. The knot in the heart is pierced. All misgivings are cut to pieces and the chain of fruitive actions is terminated when I am seen as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. We spent some time talking about the Hridaya Grantha, the Grantha, the Knot, uh, in the heart, uh, which is used often in uh, the, the Bhagavatam. So now, uh, 30, uh, 31. I'll start here, uh, which begins, therefore, that's why I've told you. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So 31, Tasman Madhukti Yukti. Tasya yogino vai madatmanaha Nadyanam na javairagyam praya shriyo bhavetiha. Therefore, a devotee, for a devotee engaged in my loving service with mind fixed on me. The cultivation of knowledge and renunciation is generally not the means of attain, achieving the highest perfection within this world. Because ahankara is destroyed by bhakti alone. That's enough. So therefore, because now this is what's going to be elaborated on the sufficiency of bhakti to do everything. Uh, 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 so uh, therefore madbhakti yuktasya uh, for one who is engaged in my devotional service that is a yogi yogi of a devotee who is a bhakti yogi uh, certainly madatmanaha uh, uh, whose mind is fixed in me nagyanam neither jnana nor that is to say the cultivation of knowledge or vairagya the cultivation of renunciation praya generally almost always is not the means of attaining shreya Shreya means the highest perfection, the ultimate end. Iha, Iha is 
in this world. The highest perfection within this world. It's not beneficial for uh, for bhakti. Uh, now, uh, uh, here's from the Shardvardi Thakur's commentary. He says, since the ahankara is destroyed by bhakti alone, which does not give regard to other causes, jnana and vairagya are not recommended for my devotee, either for nourishing bhakti or for destroying ahankara. Since they do not exhibit any benefit for the devotee, so bhakti itself, it says, destroys ahankara, and uh, 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 it doesn't need anything else to, to nourish it either. Uh, uh, no benefit for a person whose mind is fixed in me, madatmanaha. That's the words in the text, madatmanaha. Jnana, which differentiates self from body and vairagya, which renounces enjoyment, are not beneficial since they belong to sattva-guna, whereas bhakti is beyond the gunas. It is a fault to bring in jnana and vairagya when bhakti is present. Uh, Just as attachment and hatred are functions of avidya, attachment and aversion, Jnana and Vairagya are functions of Vidya. Though Jnana and Vairagya naturally exist in Bhakti, Ahankara is destroyed by Bhakti alone. And now he quotes a couple of verses from the uh, 25th chapter in this uh, canto. He says, moreover, jnana in the form of realization of the Lord and vairagya in the form of distaste for material enjoyment, uh, which are beyond the gunas, since they arise from bhakti, will naturally appear. And then he quotes a famous verse, 11.242, bhakti paresh anubhava viraktir anyatra chaisha often quoted by Prabhupada, devotion, direct experience of the Supreme, and detachment from other things. Bhakti, devotion, Pareshanubhava, direct experience of the Paraisha, the Lord, and Virakti, detachment from other things. Uh, virakti anyatra. Uh, these three uh, occur simultaneously, ekakalaha, for one who has taken shelter of Krishna. In the same way that uh, pleasure, fullness of the stomach, and relief from hunger are experienced simultaneously with each bite for a person engaged in eating. If you're in eating, 
these things will just happen step by step. You will feel pleasure. You will feel fullness of the stomach and relief from hunger. Right? So in the same way, by bhakti, automatically these other things occur. That is to say, devotion uh, increases, the direct experience of the supreme increases, and detachment from other things. Uh, and then he mentions, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti mentions why this generally, prayaha, the word is used, why this generally is the case. Uh, he says the word generally, prayaha, is used because at the first stage of Shanta Bhakti, that is in the mode of uh, Shanta uh, Bhava, you know, the, the peacefulness, uh, sometimes in the, in the first stage of Shanta Bhakti, uh, sometimes jnana and vairagya are accepted without harm. The Shanta Bhakta engages in austerity. That the Shanta Bhakti engaged in excuse me, the Shanta Bhakti engaged in austerity is described uh, in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. The practitioners of austerity and bhakti are those who worship the Lord while practicing yukta vairagya without giving up the desire for liberation since obstacles to bhakti are destroyed by attaining liberation. So that, that's, that's mentioned there for the, the Shanta uh, bhakti. That is to say, usually that involves worshipping the Lord in awe and reverence. Uh, 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 there's a long purport that's uh, worth looking at uh, in the BBT. Uh, making some of the same points. Uh, a surrendered devotee of Lord Krishna does not seek perfection through the cultivation of knowledge and renunciation outside of the loving service of the Lord. Devotional service to Lord Krishna being itself the supreme transcendental process never depends upon the secondary methods involved in the cultivation of knowledge and renunciation. By chanting and hearing the glories of the personality of Godhead, a devotee automatically realizes all knowledge. And as the devotee's attachment to the Lord increases, he automatically gives up attachment for inferior material nature. The Lord has explicitly declared in the previous verses that a devotee should not try to solve his lingering problems by means of other means other than devotional service. Although a sincere devotee has surrendered heart and soul and loving service to the Lord, there may be lingering material attachments that prevent the devotee from perfectly realizing transcendental knowledge. Devotional service, however, will automatically eradicate such lingering attachments in due course of time. If the devotee tries to purify himself through the cultivation of knowledge and renunciation, which fall outside the scope of devotional service, there is danger of his being deviated from the Lord's lotus feet and falling completely from the transcendental path. Or you want to do certain other things you think will support bhakti, you may get into those other things more. 
Uh, one who endeavors for purification outside of the loving service of the Lord has not actually understood the transcendental potency of bhakti yoga and does not appreciate the extent of Lord Krishna's mercy. Um, so, continues on this another paragraph. Within the world, one's heart is bound by sex attraction, which disturbs one's meditation on the lotus feet of Lord Krishna, intoxication by contact with women. Uh, this is directed to a male audience, obviously. Um, so, just by w- woman, if you're a woman, say men. <laughs> That's what you do. One time, there was an interesting lecture that Prabhupada gave once where they were talk, reading a text where it talks about attraction to women. And he, he, he just says, uh, woman, he says, woman means, he says, for the man, woman is the woman. For the woman, man is the woman. <laughs> so it means basically the sex object. <laughs> uh, Intoxicated by contact with women, the conditioned soul becomes artificially proud and forgets his loving servitor to the Lord, servitude to the Lord, though determined, uh, through determined cultivation of knowledge and detachment, a conditioned soul may try to purify himself without the mercy of Lord Krishna, but such false pride is to be given up. I did it myself. just as one must give up Files' pride of material attraction. So you can also take a kind of pride in what seems to be spiritual advancement, which later becomes an obstacle. When pure devotional service to the Lord is available to a conditioned soul, attraction to other processes is certainly a deviation from his devotional career. Material desires stubbornly residing within the heart can be vanquished by taking full shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is important to realize because we may make some advancement in Krishna consciousness and notice that material desires have gone away, but we also may discover there are more that we weren't out even conscious of and they come to consciousness. And so it seems you may get a little discouraged and think I have to do something else. And therefore you take some vow, you perform some penance, you decide to wear a hair shirt or, or uh, whatever, you know. Um, start flagellating yourself, you know, the penance, penitence, Christianity with themselves. Material desires stubbornly residing in the heart can be vanquished by taking full shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead without false confidence in one's own cultivation of knowledge and renunciation. One should depend fully on the mercy of Lord Krishna and at the same time strictly follow the rules and regulation of Bhakti Yoga as instructed by the Lord himself. So these are... uh, Good point to remember that bhakti alone is sufficient, uh, and the thing to do uh, is is to uh, engage more fully in hearing and chanting about Krishna. Uh, chant your japa with full uh, fuller attention, 
uh, for example, that's not. And automatically, then, uh, uh, Krishna is attracted by devotion. And when we fix our mind upon Krishna, uh, he knows that. And to that same extent, he also, actually to a much greater extent, he fixes his mind on us. Uh, and and he knows things that are lurking in our material minds because things have been deposited in the mind for many births. Uh, because of why you, when you shuffle off the mortal coil at the time of death, you only shuffle off one. Uh, the other mortal coil, the subtle body, goes with you, and therefore all this um, you know, carry the garbage is carried along, and so you, you're surprised sometimes at what's what's there. Uh, but uh, Krishna, so Krishna, is capable of destroying it. And, uh, he may be more aware of desires that we have than we are ourselves are. So now this uh, text 32 and 33, uh, they're, they're uh, translated together here. Um, uh, the, the, these two uh, emphasize this point that bhakti alone bestows all benedictions. It's sufficient. See, this is the meaning of faith, uh, that, that complete conviction, simply by devotional service all other things will be attained. This is Mahaprabhu's definition of Shraddha. Uh, is this, this strong conviction that simply by devotional service to the Lord, Sarva Karma Kriptahoya, every other thing will be done. And then in, when that's quoted in Chaitanya, Charitamrita, somewhere in the Majalila, I don't remember the first number and chapter, but uh, he, he quotes the verse that uh, uh, from the Bhagavatam, Krishna Skadaraj quotes the verse from Bhagavatam, and maybe Lord Chaitanya does too, uh, that, that by pouring water on the root of the tree, the whole tree is nourished, similarly by devotional service to Krishna. Everything else is accomplished. Uh, I'm making the same point in here. Hmm. So 32 and 33, uh, we begin with a list. Yat karmabir yat tapasa jnana vairag yatas chayat yogena dhana dharmena sriyobir itarayarapi sarva madbhukti yogena madbhukto labatinjasa Svarga pavargam madhama kantanchit yadi kata excuse me kantanchit yadi vanchati uh, everything that can be achieved by uh, fruitive activity penance knowledge detachment mystic yoga charity religious duties and all other means of perfecting life is easily achieved by my devotee through loving service unto me. If, somehow or other, my devotee desires promotion to heaven, liberation, or residence in my abode, 
he easily achieves such benediction. So even if you have some extraneous desires, uh, uh, this this uh, this somehow or other will be explained by the commentators how that, how that somehow or other that happens. Uh, it says. Uh, um, uh, yeah, so there's a list, see. That which is obtained yet uh, by uh, karmabihi, by karmas, karma in plural, by fruitive activities, uh, uh, tapasa, by tapas, by penance, jnana, and vairagya, knowledge and detachment, uh, uh, yogena by yoga, dhana, dharma, by charity, by dharma, uh, uh, and then uh, shreyobihi, processes for making life auspicious, shreyas, uh, ikarata, uh, Indian, and other things. <laughs> whatever else, it's itarata api and, and etc. and everything else <laughs> that what you might think. Um, sarvam, all of them, mad bhakti yogena by loving by my by bhakti yoga. To me, mad bhakti yoga. Uh, uh, my and notice mad bhakti yoga, mad bhakta labate. By devotional service to me, my devotee achieves anjasa easily. That's the word he uses, easily. It is naturally, you know, without uh, to work for it. And then, then the, the very last uh, uh, line, uh, and if swarga, uh, swarga, apavarga, uh, liberation from miseries, madhama, uh, uh, residence in my envoy. Somehow or other he desires these things, uh, whether it's swarga, liberation, or actually as kind of a material desire, residence in my abode. Uh, uh, because the pure devotee said, you know, birth after birth. Uh, uh, so, uh, um, uh, Vishal Chakravarti Thakur uh, comments, uh, if someone develops faith in your topics, this is, this is a question now. If someone develops faith in your topics but has desires for svarga or liberation, the results of karma and jnana, uh, those are svarga uh, for karma or jnana. Uh, if someone develops faith in your topics but has desires for svarga or liberation, the results of karma and jnana, since he has not given up his taste for those things, what happens to him? And Vishnu Chakravarti helpfully says, this is answered in two verses. Uh, Itaraha means uh, that's the etc. Uh, 
uh, auspicious acts like vows and visiting holy places. This mixed devotee, so that's who's talking about, uh, uh, can, can achieve salokya, mandhama. What is to be attained by other processes, my devotee easily attains by bhakti. What are these things? All things are attained, including swarga, indicating all material happiness. According to purity of heart, one can attain liberation or salokya or any, any of these things. Um, here, um, this is described here. A little, a little more detail. Lord Krishna here reveals the transcendental glories of devotional service to the Lord. Although pure devotees are desireless, desiring only the Lord's service, sometimes a great devotee may desire the Lord's benediction to facilitate his loving service. So that's one reason. Uh, Now they give a couple of examples. In the sixth canto, of the Bhagavatam, we find that Sri Chitraketu, a great devotee of the Lord, desired promotion to heavenly, uh, excuse me, desired promotion to heaven, so that accompanied by the most attractive ladies of the Vidyadara planet, he could beautifully chant the glories of the Lord. <laughs> Similarly, Srila Shukadeva Goswami, the great narrator of Srimad Bhagavatam, desiring to avoid entanglement in the illusory impotency of the Lord would not come out of his mother's womb. In other words, Shukadeva Goswami desired apavargam, or liberation from maya, so that his devotional service would not be disturbed. Lord Krishna personally sent the illusory energy far away so that Shukadeva Goswami would Uh, come out of his mother's womb. Because of intense loving desire to serve the lotus feet of the Lord, a devotee may also desire promotion to the spiritual world. So it's saying on some occasions, it may be actually that one one desires uh, uh, something like this for a particular service. According to Srila Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, a devotee having giving, uh, given up the independent cultivation of knowledge and detachment may have firm faith and devotional service of the Lord and yet remain slightly attached to the fruits of such, act, fruits of such activities. By expert fruit of activities, one gains residence in material heaven and by cultivation of detachment, one is relieved of all bodily distress if Lord Krishna detects within the devotee's heart the desire for such benediction, the Lord can easily award them to his devotee. The word itarahai, that is to say the etc., in this verse indicates visiting holy places, accepting religious vows, and so on. Now, several auspicious processes of elevation are mentioned in the verse immediately preceding this, but all the auspicious results of these processes are easily achieved by loving service to the Lord. Thus, all devotees of the Lord in whatever stage of advancement 
should dedicate their energy exclusively to the Lord's service, as affirmed in the second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam by Sri Sintideva Goswami. This is an often quoted verse, Akama Sarvakama Va Moksha Kama Udharati Tivarena Bhakti Yogena Jeta Purusham Param. A person who has broader intelligence than Udhara Di, broad intelligence, whether he be full of all material desires, Sarvakama, without material desires, Akama, or desiring liberation, Moksha Kama, that's a, Akama, your Akama, or your Sarvakarma, Kama, all desires, or Moksha Kama. Notice how it says Moksha Kama, Prabhupada make something of that, that that's also a material desire, the desire for liberation, moksha kama. Udharadi, this person has a, has a broad intelligence. Tivrena bhakti yogena, by means of uh, devotional service, by all means. Uh, it actually says tivra, tivrena bhakti yogena. Tivra means intense or concentrated. Tivra, I mean, yeah, the sun's rays are often described as Tivra. If you've been in India, it practically knocks you off your feet. Tivrena Bhakti Yogena, Yajeta, Purusham Param. By all means, worship the supreme whole, the personality of Godhead. So they quote that uh, important verse. So again, this verse has stated uh, everything that you can get uh, uh, by karma, penance, jnana, vairagya, mystic yoga, charity, dharma, and all other auspicious means of perfecting life is easily achieved by my devotee through bhakti to me. If somehow or other my devotee desires swagra, liberation, or residence in my abode, he easily achieves such benedictions. So sometimes they may want it for their service, or or still have a lingering sort of attachment for these things. Uh, uh, Then the next verse, 34, Nakinchit sadhavo dhira bhakta Kantino Mama Vanshantyapi Maya Dattam Kaivalyam Apunar Bhavam. Because my devotee possesses saintly behavior and deepened attention, they completely, deep, excuse me, saintly behavior and deep intelligence. They completely dedicate themselves to me and do not desire anything besides me. Indeed, even if I offer them liberation from birth and death, they do not accept it. So now here is really the the higher position. uh, Just uh, Vishnu Chakravarti makes the remark, somehow or other is here explained those who are pure devotees do not desire these things. So this is the, the higher. Uh, uh, notice that, that the, 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 the word that's used here uh, uh, is, uh, is uh, 
ekanta uh, ekantino mama e, a word the, the word ekanta uh, eka anta those who have one end uh, their, their aim is one uh, so this is this uh, uh, and so the word ekantin uh, devoted to only one object or thing. Uh, a contact, uh, a contact it could be a monotheist uh, to, to, to Krishna alone. Uh, for, uh, for example, uh, it says in Bhagavatam 115.33, a kanta bhaktya bhagavati described in Queen Kunti, uh, uh, engaged in the devotional service of the transcendental personality of Godhead with full attention for this ekanta, you know, it is completely fixed on one thing. Uh, uh, so Prabhupada's idea of unalloyed, not mixed with anything else. Uh, remember, an alloy is a metal that's mixed with other metals, so unalloyed means pure. Uh, uh, so this ekanta uh, bhakti is uh, unalloyed. And this the dictionary says, directed toward or devoted to only one object or, or person. Uh, so this is word is used here. Uh, 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 they're completely dedicated to me. Uh, they have their dira. Uh, they have deep intelligence. Uh, 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 and it says here in the, in the purport, the words "a kantino mama" indicates that the pure devote indicates that the pure devotees of the Lord, being saintly and most intelligent, dedicate themselves exclusively to the devotional service the personality of Godhead even when the Lord offers them personal liberation from birth and death the devotees will not accept it a pure devotee automatically gains an eternal life of bliss and knowledge in the Lord's personal abode and thus considers mere liberation without the loving service of the Lord uh, to be most abominable one who chants Lord Krishna's holy name or superficially serves the Lord with their motive of achieving impersonal, liberation or material sense gratification cannot be considered a transcendental uh, devotee of the Lord. As long as one desires mundane religiosity, economic development, sense gratification or liberation, one cannot achieve the platform of samadhi or perfect self-realization. Every living entity is actually the eternal servant of Lord Krishna and is constitutionally meant to engage in the loving service of the Lord without personal desire. This pure and supreme status of life is described in this verse by Lord Krishna himself. Uh, so one has to be careful not to become distracted. One may discover uh, that practicing devotional service brings with it some benedictions 
uh, automatically. Uh, I happen to know from testimony and experience that chanting Hare Krishna gives parking places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have many a number of people in our congregation. We are just chanting Hare Krishna, and the, boy, the parking places just showed up, you know. So, okay, that's a side effect of chanting, whatever. But if you start chanting in order to get a parking place, then, then, then uh, uh, as the, there's some Bengali saying about using a shalagram shila to crack nuts, <laughs> you know, like misusing Krishna consciousness. So it does. All these things automatically uh, 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 come about uh, by, uh, by pure devotion. This ekanta bhakta, bhakti, uh, uh, to the uh, uh, uh. so he's saying here, uh, even if I give them apuna bhavam, uh, freedom from uh, repeated birth and death, they do not accept it. No, they say whatever you want. If for your service you want me to keep taking birth and being in the material world, uh, fine. Whatever pleases you. That's Lord Chaitanya. Nadanam na janam na sundarim kavitam bhajavidisha kamaye. Mamma janmani janmani shwade bhavata bhakti haitukiti twai. Just give me your unmotivated devotional service. I don't want wealth or followers or um, beautiful learning or, uh, beautiful women whatever however you want to read that uh, uh, in fact all I want is your devotional service uh, uh, birth after birth but not even the desire for liberation is there that's the that's the real the real standard of of Krishna consciousness for a devotee. So this now, this pure devotional service, ekanta bhakti, is, is is started here. And this description now goes on till the end of the chapter. I think it's, uh, I think uh, the last uh, verse is 37 that uh, we'll get this description of uh, of uh, pure devotion. So in this way, uh, Krishna has led up to that. Um, I think we should uh, should stop here. Uh, we'll stop this and uh, next time take up and really mark my place in my notes. Um, and Father, it is Okay, so then then then, then we'll continue uh, next uh, next Sunday with text number yeah, text number thirty uh, thirty five. Hmm? Naira uh, Interesting word. Anyway, we'll we'll still. <laughs> we'll have to, 
we'll take it up there. So, uh, so th- this way, gradually describing this, the 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 the, uh, the Vedic paths, he's come now come to uh, pure devotional service. And actually, I think later on we get back to the topic about how, yeah, in text 36 we'll talk about, again, this uh, topic of guna and dosha, good and bad, the, the duality of good and bad, which is uh, introduced uh, at the beginning of the chapter. Okay, uh, now we will open it up, see if there are any comments or questions, that means uh, that I have to uh, put this on speakerphone. So uh, people listening in on the the conference call can, uh, how do they get in? You press star six. And then uh, this is uh, the speaker phone is on here. Let me turn the volume up all the way. It is up all the way, so we can all hear it here. Uh, and the people on Ustream can type in to the uh, SysOp if you have any questions or comments, and that will be shared with the rest of us. Okay, Kendra asks. Why would devotees not accept liberation if Krishna offers it? Shouldn't we accept gratefully whatever Krishna sends? Uh, yeah, you you can accept it, but but you 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 can you can I'll uh, uh, also say if you want to give if that's where you want me to serve you, that's fine. But you should, wouldn't accept it as, as a benediction. Uh, if, especially if, that's a, if they, they mean an impersonal liberation, no way would, would they want that. What they want is Krishna's association. So those, those kinds of permitted liberations, living with Krishna on the same salokya, uh, having the same body form as Krishna, uh, uh, but, but, uh, but to accept as a benediction for Krishna something material, that that you feel may may uh, distract from devotional service, you have a right to say to Krishna, "Will this distract me from my devotional service? Is this the thing that would please you the most?" All I want is your devotional service. This is this is what you want. That's fine. Uh, but uh, but uh, as an uh, as an end in itself as my reward. Uh, this is. Uh, I mean, so many times, you know, at least the version of Christianity I was exposed to, you follow some rules and regulations, you you, you behave morally, uh, and you get your reward later. Uh, uh, and it's your reward. Uh, you, you lead a kind of... I, 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 I don't know, I, it's sort of a boring life in heaven. Everyone's so pious, you know. As Mark Twain said, you know, he- heaven for climate, hell for society, all the interesting people that he knew were <laughs> going to hell, you know. <laughs> climate, man, at least it wasn't hot. 
like hell was, you know. Uh, but anyway, there was this, this, you know, there's two distinct things. You, you worship God and you get a, a reward. And what's being described is at best Sparta. Uh, you, you, you perform pious activities and you go to heaven. That's, that's Sparta. And at least in m- most versions of Christianity, uh, 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 the kingdom of God and Sparta are kind of conflated. They're, they're, yeah, they're not distinguished very, very well. Although if you talk to, to more advanced Christians, they'll say, yeah, the real thing is what they call the beatific vision, somehow or other, having the darshan of, of God. And it's a sort of, a, at least as far as I can see, it doesn't go beyond Shanta, uh, uh, Baba. You know, passive adoration, uh, but that that so they they they'll recognize this distinction. But the idea that there's Sparta, which is a material heaven, and then there's the kingdom of God, which is something else again. This is it is not uh, clearly distinguished. But there's an intermediate other world. It's purgatory. For, for the purification, but in, at least in the Catholic doctrine, the Christian Catholic doctrine, you can't do anything to help yourself. Other people have to pray for you, and then you, you, you get out to that, as I've heard it anyway. Gail has a question by phone. Yeah, it's going to come in on this one. Okay. Well, go ahead, Gail. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Yeah. yeah, I have two questions actually. Um, one is, you know, continuing with this, um, those who end up in Vaikuntha, you know, who want one of those four kinds of liberation. Um, I'm referring to a part of your lecture where you said something like, um, you know, a devotee might be pure. But, you know, he has some attachment still, you know, or something like that. And and that devotee, you know, he ends up, you know, on the same living on the same planet with Krishna. You, you know what I'm referring to? Yeah, that was in the in in uh, in, 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 a, in a, one of the commentaries I read. Yeah. Okay. So my question is, um, you know, Vaikuntha is for, you know, completely pure devotees. You know, you don't, you cannot have any uh, selfish interests at all That's right. in order to be there. And, right. But that part there sounded like there was some self-interest, you know. So I'm trying to reconcile how... They seem to have some self-interest, yet uh, are pure devotees. Well, it's not exactly a self-interest. It's a desire to serve Krishna in a certain way. It's it's just discovering your individual, your spiritual individuality, and that spiritual individuality. Uh, oh, say you want to not even go to Vaikuntha, but to Krishna Loka but you want to help Krishna herd cows. Uh, 
that she just got this compulsion to go out every morning with Krishna and the other boys and herd cows. That's because your spiritual identity, which is that that of a cowherd boy, in 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 the, the the relationship of friendship, is just being manifest. You're you are we are spiritual individuals, and as spiritual individuals, we will there will be a certain compulsion to serve Krishna in a certain way. That's not selfish. That's the desire to serve Krishna. This is my contribution to Krishna. Uh, and even in the material world, if you have some particular talent or ability, you should not renounce that talent or ability, but engage it in Krishna's service. That's not selfish. On the other hand, especially in, 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 in the uh, earliest stages of bhakti, you can't refuse to do something because it's not my talent. Uh, uh, you, the, because that would be sometimes some material pride uh, of something. Uh, I'm a really good singer. Don't ask me to mop the floor. <laughs> you know, so surrender means you do anything that's asked, but then in the more advanced state, stages of Krishna consciousness. Uh, so in the beginning, we, we do anything that Krishna requires, but gradually it will become revealed to us that, that uh, how Krishna will be best pleased by us. Uh, uh, Krishna wants our affection in a certain way. We give it to him. And there's one, one thing or a cluster of things that will most increase our love for Krishna and therefore is most pleasing to Krishna. So that will be discovered. One shouldn't prematurely know what it is, but, but, but one should do it. Because we aim at 100% engagement in Krishna's service. So that means all our talents, even on the material platform, whatever we're endowed with, we, sh we should aim at that total engagement. And so if that happens while cooking prasadam, cooking offerings for Krishna, while that happens um, doing some management for Krishna, whether that happens uh, uh, just chanting Krishna's name or singing for Krishna, whatever it is, that, that, that we should aim at that full service. And Krishna will show us what it is. Sometimes we have an idea of what, what we would do for Krishna that, we gradually say, well, that's not really what it is. It's something else, and we'll discover that. So that's not selfish. That's just individuality. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. So um, is the difference between uh, the... Okay, the, 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 the devotees in Vaikuntha and the devotees in Vrindavan, <clears throat> they're both pure they're both absolutely pure mm -hmm. but um is it accurate to say that um those who have attained one of those four kinds of liberation um although their devotion is pure they would not put krishna's service um, 
ahead of their desire for you know to be on the same planet to 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 have his form you know whereas those in Vrindavan even if they're dying 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 of separation or something you know if if Krishna's service it requires that they be apart from Krishna um then they will do that rather than you know be with him you know I don't know of this. No, so my, 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 my I understand your question. Okay. And my, my understanding, on the one hand, we, we will say that Krishna Loka is higher than Vaikuntha, or that even, you know, one rasa is higher than another. Uh, on the, uh, but that's, that's uh, on a kind of objective basis, on the grounds of intimacy uh, with Krishna, mm-hmm. but for the devotee, who, who, whose relationship and service to Krishna comes from his spiritual identity, whatever his or that devotee's service is, that's the best. That's the best. Uh, they shouldn't be considered a higher or lower status. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, uh, on that basis, it's, it depends on just the devotee's own identity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we speak of higher because of Lord Chaitanya. Uh, you know, there, there, there's a very special um, uh, uh, opportunity uh, to attain Krishna Loka, because Krishna came this particular Kali Yuga. He showed his Vrindavan pastimes. Lord Chaitanya came to give access to them. So that's like a special, very special opportunity given by Mahaprabhu. And it's been given to us, we should take it. But it doesn't mean that that I I am better Mm -hmm. than those people who go to Vaikuntha. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because they're also satisfying Krishna in a certain way. And there's a there, that that's their, their fulfill, fulfillment of devotees who are worshiping Lord Ramchandra. They they are limited in certain ways to what they can do, and that's why, you know, one group of gopis they 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 they, they, they the, the sages in, in 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 the in the forest, under Karanya forest, developed a kind of conjugal affection. For, uh, for for Ramachandra, that could not be fulfilled with Ramachandra. So therefore, there's one group of gopis in Krishna's pastimes that we see in in in, 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 in Gokula, who are those sages now taken birth in, 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 in again in in Vrindavan, uh, in with bodies of of, of cowherd girls. Because Lord Ramachandra is not a proper object of that kind of attraction because he's monogamous, whereas Krishna notoriously is not. <laughs> I mean, Lord Ramachandra could have had tons of queens. He was a king. He was entitled to a, you know, lots of queens, but he only wanted one. You know, that's his thing. So, so uh, depending on our individuality, 
uh, Krishna makes the arrangements that's that's fulfills our spiritual capacity or, or, or nature. So we, we, we should just aim at 100% engagement in Krishna's service and Krishna will. Uh, and we always want to increase our service and if we're always trying to increase our service, we'll be led to that, that place. That's also a certain amount of faith. But we should say, just give me your unmotivated devotional service. Whatever that is, I accept it. Okay, but those, those devotees who, who attain one of those four kinds of liberation, are those devotees, you know, in the course of their pure devotional service, are they actively, proactively aspiring, oh, I want Krishna's form, or I want to live on Krishna's planet, or I want... Yeah, they may be. They may be. They may be out there, but it's, it's not my, and that I want to live on Krishna's planet because the weather is nice, because I'm attracted <laughs> to Krishna in that certain situation, or you know, I'm not interested in the fringe benefits. I'm interested in Krishna, but Krishna in this particular form or this particular place, and they achieve one of these acceptable liberations. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, their desire is purely out of love. When we say they're permissible liberations for a devotee, to to me, my understanding, if they come of their own accord, you can accept them. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, because it's purely out of love, you know. Yeah, it's purely out of love. Mm -hmm. That's that's the that's the purity. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I I have one more, but I guess I should give other people a chance. Well, let me see if there are there any. We have some. Let me let's try to see what's some coming in on the on the typing people in from. Okay, thank you, Mark. Yeah, well, I, we can go back to you. Okay. Um, Kendra asks, it seems Prabhupada's intended audience is men, otherwise might he not have said opposite sex instead of women everywhere? Uh, I think he said women, because that's what the texts say. Because you have to remember that, that um, uh, transcendence is kind of naturally a male product. I mean, a, a male pro- excuse me, product, a project, a male project. It occurs to men first because of the way people in men's bodies and women's bodies are wired into material nature. A man can think of transcendence because uh, uh, women, uh, bodily speaking, I'm taking this from the... Uh, English professor Camilla Paglia, who points this out, that, that transcendence is a male project. She said because, because, because uh, men don't have the experience that women have of being uh, uh, their bodies being taken over by material nature. That is, say, the experience of every month the body preparing to conceive a child, uh, uh, going through that all the time. I mean, and then a woman's contribution to the process of reproduction, not only does her body go through this thing every, every, every month, but then she gets pregnant and really gets taken over by material nature. 
in a way that a man cannot uh, understand uh, and, and has a baby. So, so, so a woman's contribution to the reproduction thing, uh, a woman's body, is, is quite overwhelming. Where a man's contribution to reproduction is what? Three minutes? You know, so that's why it naturally is more originally a kind of a male project. Uh, but in the bhakti tradition, it's so powerful that, that women and men are equally. But the sages who go off to the forest are almost all men. So you wonder, there's, there, there are women, usually older women, postmenopausal women, who do that too. Uh, uh, because you run, or, you know, Ramachandra runs into them in the forest and things like that. It's, but it's it's fairly rare. So that that's why usually the whole project of of, of, of transcendence is spoken of. Uh, 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 anyway, so therefore the identification, the controversial identification between women and material nature has a basis in, in fact. And so for a man, getting free from material nature means getting free from women. Uh, it, it, it's that way. Uh, and, uh, but, and in a kind of standard uh, idea of Vedic uh, understanding, is that a, a married woman naturally accrues whatever spiritual advancement or that, that her husband makes? It comes comes to uh, it, it comes to her. But bhakti is a little different. Uh, I, I understand that Prabhupada originally was thinking, of course, as was the tradition, that he was going to have a, a temple with brahmacharis and sannyasis in it. But there are these women that you didn't see in India who are just sort of independent, without fathers, without husbands, and he made this Brahmacharini ashram. And I'm sure the, the, the lecture in which he was talking, reading a text and talking about, about uh, a detachment from women, he's looking at and seeing a lot of his female disciples, and so he simply remained said it well it really means the opposite sex or the the, the, the sense the, the sex object you might you might say uh, by which causes our attachment I, I believe that's that's how it it, 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 it happened that Pope made made that that remark because bhakti is so powerful it's not just you know people that are traditionally excluded, that's mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita, Sri, Shudra, Dvija, Ban, Ban, you know, the, the, even the Shudras, the women, the, the, the fallen members of the twice-born caste, whatever. Uh, it, it may be these people who traditionally have been excluded uh, from, from the product of transcendence are now eligible and that's why all of us here in the West can practice Krishna consciousness. If you want to know what an untouchable is, <laughs> it's anyone born in the West. And if you happen to be born in India and you've come to the West, same thing happens to you also. You then become untouchable. Uh, 
It used to be that if somebody went to the West and came back across the, 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 the Black Ocean, had to go through special purification ceremonies and so on. Because they left Punya Bumi. Uh, Maharidi has a question. He offers his obeisances and asks, uh, people tend to differ in their ability to avoid distraction, and often our jobs depend on some multitasking skills. From this lecture, I understand that ability to focus as that ability to focus is opposite to multitasking, even on the material level. Is better for devotional service. Is that a right understanding? I'm going to say it again. Okay. From this lecture, I understand that the ability to focus as, mm-hmm. as opposite or opposed to multitasking, even on the material level, is better for devotional service. Is that correct understanding? On the material level? Yeah, it, it's better for devotional service. Right. Uh, 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 there, there, yeah, when the mind is one-pointed, that really helps. I mean, it, it, in some ways it's okay. When, uh, when, when Prabhupada uh, had a driver of his car who was also driving the car and chanting Hare Krishna, I could hear him just chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. He was happy. But if that's your japa, the japa means single-minded uh, attention on Krishna. So we should, in one sense, we should chant Hare Krishna all the time. And that means doing other things. You know. uh, even when you chant Japa while walking, at least you have to you know, not, not stumble uh, over the, the curb. You may have to pay a little attention to what you're doing, but, but uh, um, you, 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 uh, I mean, at a very advanced stage, you, you maybe you can walk with your eyes closed and chanting, and Krishna will help you avoid things, but you don't ask service for Krishna. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 there has to be dedicated, single-minded time for Krishna. doesn't mean you can't do other things, but you should do those things that are also favorable and supportive of devotional service. Now we're going to go back to Gail. Okay, Gail, are you there? Hi, Krishna, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, the question is, um, for the sincere devotee, uh, I just wonder, since, you know, we, like you were saying earlier in the class, um, we take our subtle body with us, you know, life after life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we go through purification and increasing our devotion and stuff like that. But, you know, Krishna knows the heart of his sincere devotee. And so I'm just wondering why it is that he will still have that devotee who he knows to be truly truly sincere and and you know and will always despite 
for that devotee who Krishna knows, despite whatever obstacle that devotee will come across, he will always try to develop his love for Krishna. For that devotee, why does Krishna still require that that devotee goes through the process of dissolving his subtle body instead of immediately just eliminating it? He knows that that devotee will never um, leave, you know, or mm-hmm. or yeah, be dis- uh, will ever deviate to other desires. He knows that his desire is only for Krishna, even though he has obstacles to overcome. So, if he knows that already, why why not eliminate that process and just elim- you know, just get rid of the subtle body instantaneously? Well, he does that for some people. Uh, although, if, if, if there are still obstacles, that means the devotee's desire is for pure devotion service, but still has obstacles, then, then those have to be overcome by the devotee with Krishna's help. That's what being pure means. You can be, a, you can be engaged in the pure devotional process of pure devotional service, uh, and, and still have to make more advancement by by dealing with obstacles because it, it does affect your service. That's what the function of an obstacle is that it, that it distracts you from single-minded devotional service. Uh, if there, if that uh, obstacle is completely uh, ineffective, then you're pure. It's not there anymore. The, the mind is pure. Uh, then, actually, do, do, when the, 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 the purification is complete, actually, and that means there's no more karma. All karma is gone, including what's called parabdha karma that from what you are suffering from or affected by in this life, all karma is gone, you should actually leave your body at once. But the problem is, if pure devotees would then leave their body at once, then they would be to the disadvantage of Krishna's mission, because he would like to have pure devotees on the planet to help other people. So he personally keeps their bodies going, even though there's no more karma. So the only thing that keeps a material body and mind going is karma. If we're pure, there's no karma, but Krishna may still keep a devotee going to serve his purposes. That sometimes happens. Uh, But... uh, Either there are obstacles or there's not. There's no obstacles anymore. We've overcome them. If, 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 if the, when it says dissolves the subtle body, it means the material mind. Yeah. Uh, and so it means the mind conditioned for, for material desires. So that, that, that's what mm-hmm. takes care of it. And at a certain point, there's no impetus to take birth again in the material world. You have no more karma. But still you can keep going because Krishna may want you to for his purposes. 
Otherwise, you go back to Godhead immediately. Then people think, yo, Krishna's killed somebody, but he hasn't. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it would be discouraging for people you become a pure devotee. <laughs> Your first symptom is death. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think um, I think the thing that's always troubling me is um, the fact that uh, the subtle body is not part of us; is 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 just our clothing, and yet, you know, so so to to be, you know, the sincere devotee. Krishna has to. I, it, it really. It sounds like Krishna has is is giving his pure devotee, or his not pure devotee, but let's say his sincere devotee, the material desires artificially because the subtle body is not who he is. It's, it's a. That's right. When it's not. It, no. But the problem is. The not in the heart, the Hridaya Granti. It's the false identification of the devotee with the body and the mind. <coughs> that's the problem. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the that's what pure devotional service cuts that knot. Mm-hmm. So you're saying it's not the it's not the the specific desires in the mind is the fact that we identify with the mind at all. We we identify with the mind and the body. Yeah, that's right. And or with the mind, right? Uh-huh. Correct. And there's there's this there's the, the, the it's, it's called you know ahankara, the, the, my sense of myself. And the sense of myself as this particular body or this particular mind mm-hmm. uh, is, 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 the, is the knot in the heart. But my identity is simply I, my sense of I am. I am Krishna's servant. And that's all I am. Then that, that knot becomes cut. And, and, and if, you, if you don't identify with the mind, then it doesn't even really matter what kind of mind you have or what kind of what kind of material desires are in the particular mind. At that point, there will be no material. The desires in the mind will be for satisfying Krishna. That's what it will be. Whatever I do, I do it to to satisfy Krishna. I mean, uh, if you want to see the prayer uh, of somebody, uh, you know, read the prayers of Queen Kunti in, in the Bhagavatam, all, all the things that she wants to become free from, and thanking Krishna for all the miseries that have been inflicted upon them, because... <laughs> because it teaches them, you know, to become free from uh, 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 all 
these kinds of uh, material attachments. She sees them as a benediction. Most people don't don't pray for miseries, and she's saying we hope that they will come again and again. Right? <laughs> That's an example that we should follow. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just saying that you know that the like you said, the problem is identifying with the mind. But regardless of what's in the mind, I mean, even if all you have is Krishna's desires in the mind. We, then it's no problem. Then you have a pure mind. Then, yeah, that's, but then, then, the, then that's the spiritual mind. It, 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 is, it is dedicated to Krishna. It's not that in the spiritual world. We be, because what, what, we, what we get in Krishna consciousness, if we, one is on this planet and becomes a pure devotee, I mean, is a spiritualized material body, which also means a spiritualized material mind. That means it's as good as, for all practical purposes, a spiritual body and a spiritual mind. Mm-hmm. Because bhakti is really what it is, is the, the re-spiritualization of matter by being completely connected with Krishna. And anything that we uh, that's there... Uh, in the in the gross or subtle body that's not connected with Krishna is material. Ultimately, in truth, everything is connected with Krishna. But if there's something that's separately there, then then it's called material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prabhupada says matter covered by sense gratification or illusion is material. Sense gratification is illusion. So, and if a pure devotee has enough sense gratification just to keep his body fit or her body fit for devotional service, that's fine. Then it's not really sense gratification. Mm-hmm. I'm taking care of Krishna's property, that's all. Mm-hmm. Okay, for now. All right. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Hi, Krishna. Hi. Um, okay. Radha Bhushma asked, well, they might do. Two examples came to my mind. Juru Maharaj and the garland maker Krishna met in Mathura. They only asked for devotion, but Krishna nevertheless also blessed them with material prosperity. I was also... I was always wondering why. Could 11, 20, 32, 33 be the explanation? Krishna's awareness of lingering desires in the devotee. Perhaps. <laughs> he may be aware of lingering desires and they need to make some, some, some uh, further advancement in Krishna consciousness. Although, you know, I would think that if you personally see Krishna... You know, uh, it may not be, but in in, in any case, uh, those devotees, in order to make that a real benediction, 
they should be so much grateful to Krishna that they never can stop thinking about him or thanking him or uh, uh, so on. Uh, that would be the real benediction. Sometimes Krishna will give people what they want, and it's not Krishna. Uh, there's Kupja, you know, she, she was uh, uh, physically deformed, and he uh, obviously made her a very beautiful woman so much that she could engage in a career as a, as a, as a high-level prostitute, and he and Balaram paid her a visit later on. Uh, and she's described as having almost lusty desire for, <laughs> for Krishna. <laughs> and you know, the Vishwanath Chakravarti to explain that almost. <laughs> I mean, there's some degree of selfishness, you know, some degree of desire to enjoy yourself, you know. She would not be really happy with love and separation the way that uh, the devotees who just want love for Krishna without any tinge of selfishness. <laughs> okay, Dinesh asks, demigod worship has been mentioned as a means, as means for those interested in fruitive activities in Bhagavad Gita. But in Srimad Bhagavatam, we find regardless of one Regardless if one has material desires or zero material desires, one has to worship Krishna. Why does Krishna, why did the Lord not mention this in Bhagavad Gita? Is there a specific reason it was not part of Bhagavad Gita as being basic for beginners? I think it's in Bhagavad Gita, Sarva Dharman Padyaja Mamekam Sharanam Braja. And if you want to, you know, that's the sort of conclusion. And that's why the Bhagavad Gita is considered to be um, uh, uh, the introduction to, to, to Srimad Bhagavatam. It begins where the Gita leaves off. So the Gita brings you to that point. Uh, although, you know, it's also, pure devotional service is, is also in, in, in the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, but it's not really as, as clearly explained as it is in the in the, the the Bhagavatam. It's there if you know what to look for. You can read Bhagavad Gita on that level uh, quite clearly. Always chanting my glory. That always is there. Satatam kirtayanto mam satatam. Maharaji asks, there's an apparent conflict in, the, in verse 31 where quote, knowledge and renunciation is generally not the means of achieving things. Whereas the purport, the second sentence states that devotional service is never dependent on secondary methods. Mm-hmm. Why is this softer version, which is somewhat counterintuitive, included in the verse? Generally? Well, I, I, th- I think that the, the, in the commentary when it explains once in a while you have you have uh, uh, devotees who may desire a the Lord's benediction to facilitate service. I mean, you may simply want to uh, serve the Lord, whatever you want, but you may have some something. So then it mentions uh, Chutaketu. 
and it mentions Sri Gadev Goswami. Uh, uh, so they 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 wanted to do something wonderful for Krishna and therefore asked for some benediction uh, uh, to uh, achieve it. Uh, uh, that uh, these are kind of rare. That that's you know. Uh, um, uh, exceptions uh, like this. Uh, so when it says somehow or other, at least this is the example that's 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 given here. It may come about under some certain circumstances uh, that are exceptional. And if that that's what you what what uh, your service will lead you to, Krishna will can give it to you. Uh, uh, what we, what is hoped, uh, and what Krishna will not do is give you some benediction that will distract you from your service. We are guaranteed uh, that. But if, but if it won't distract you from your service and will uh, facilitate that service, he'll, he'll do it. That's my understanding. They don't mention Madhana here, but that's another thing. And, uh, yeah, such desires for such benediction, says in the second paragraph there, mentioning Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, but I don't remember exactly how he directly put that. This is uh, text, what, 33, yeah. He, he calls the mixed devotees, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. The, this mixed devotee can achieve Salokya. Living on the and 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 he 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 Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says if someone develops faith in your Thakurs but still has a desire for swarga or liberation, the results of karma and jnana. Since he has not given up his taste for those things, what happens to him? So this is the exceptional case. He says. The mixed devotee can achieve salokya. What is to be attained by other processes, my devotee easily attains by bhakti. What are these things? All things are attained, including swarga. You get those anyway. <laughs> you know, you can get these things. You don't have to desire self south of swarga, including all, indicating all material happiness. According to purity of heart, one can achieve liberation or Salokya. So that's your desire, Krishna will give that. But then the next verse, but the intelligent devotees completely dedicated to me alone, those Ekanta doctors, do not desire liberation, even if I offer to them, to them they're not. 
And he says, somehow or other is purely explained here. Here's the real uh, degree of purity uh, uh, that, that's there. So it, it's, it's that same point, everything that can be achieved by other means, by karma, by penances, by jnana, by ragya, mystic yoga, do bhakti. I just, 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 you, you know, focus on on, uh, on bhakti, because that way, even if there's some material desire, gradually that will that will be dissolved, and the relationship with Krishna will uh, will de- develop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hi, hi, Krishna Maharaj. Yeah, I just since you just quoted that commentary again, you know, because we had just finished saying that it's only the. Can you speak a little louder, please? I got yes, mine. we we just finished saying that it was only the pure devotees who attained the Vaikuntha planets, but just now it sounded as though you said that the for that mixed devotee, he attains Salokya. Yeah, it says that. Mm-hmm. So, but mixed devotee means not pure. Correct. <laughs> but That's he, true. I was wrong. Uh, 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 although there's different locus. <laughs> <laughs> Even Salokya, the place or planet where the Lord dwells, they're different. Uh, so it's, it doesn't mean that everyone who achieves Salokya is a mixed devotee. Okay. But it says that the mixed devotee can achieve Salokya, Madhama. But it, it's possible to find... I thought it was not possible to find a... a Impure devotee in Vaikuntha. I yeah, that's what Salokya means. Would be would be Vaikuntha, or 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 others places, other places where the Lord dwells too. Yeah, but I thought the, the ocean of milk, the ocean of you know. But Vaikuntha, I my understanding is that the only pure devotees can attain Vaikuntha. Well, either we can say that's generally so. Uh, that's generally so. But you have to see the mixed devotee, it doesn't mean that he, they have material desires. Oh, so what does it mean then? It means that they, 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 they have... Uh, uh, they're... they're if they're interested in liberation, that means they are interested in becoming free from material desires. This is jnana. I mean, the, the mixed devotees achieve salokya. They, they, they perform vows. They visit holy places. They, they, they have no uh, uh, desires for enjoyment in the material world. If you have a desire for enjoyment in the material world, you don't achieve liberation. Mm-hmm. If you have desires for svarga, you would go to svarga. 
according to purity of heart, one can achieve liberation, which means impersonal liberation, or salopya, which means a personal liberation. But there's a desire for liberation. Uh, in, in a sense, that's, that, that's, a, uh, that's somewhat of a selfish desire, but it's not, I don't think the desire of liberation could be considered exactly a material desire. Right. Okay. Material desire means you take birth again in the material world somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but those who... Um... But it may, be, it may be a somewhat selfish desire. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Because it does say in the Bhagavatam, moksha kama. So the, the selfishness is desire from relief from suffering. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you know that all suffer, that all material desires lead to misery. So you want to be, you have a desire to become free from desires because you want to avoid misery that's still concentrated on you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, pure devotee says, if, I'll, if you want me to suffer, I'll, if that's what makes you happy, Krishna, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I'll go anywhere and, you know. So the mixed devotee that we're talking about who can attain Vaikuntha is the one who desires liberation, but not the one who desires Swarga. That That's right, that's right. Not the one. She says the, the, the mixed devotee uh, who attains uh, Salokya is not a devotee, not mixed with karma. Now here goes, he'll go to Swarga. But, but a Jnana Mishra devotee may go to Vaikuntha. Jnana Mishra Bhakti. But Kara Mishra Bhakti will go to Swarga. Uh, okay. Thank you very much, Mahesh. Thank you. Okay. Okay? It's going well. Oh, it's almost at, at 10 after... 12 in this local time zone. Okay, so we'll pick up again uh, next time. What text is the next text? Mm-hmm. 35, the text number 35. And uh, probably finish the chapter. Thank you very much. Srimad Bhagavatam Rikijai, Srila Prabhupada Rikijai.